0: Welcome to Let's Humanize the Workplace. My name is Vivian Aqua, the workplace wellness advocate and so much more, but I'm not going to tell you, well, maybe I am going to tell you something about what what else I'm doing. But before I begin, if you're watching Let's Humanize uh, the Workplace for the first time, know that you can always re-watch it on YouTube or better yet, you can always listen to this episode on the podcast. So you can look Let's Humanize the Workplace up in Google, iTunes or sorry, in Google and iTunes, Spotify and all the top podcast players or you can connect with me on Twitter and there also you can receive uh, you can watch the, the, the Twitter episode from there. So it's a weekly episode and I'm trying to not trying, I'm, do, I'm doing my best to connect with people and to bring you the best of the best, to have the best conversation about what's needed with humanizing the workplace. And today's guests, no, I'm not going to talk about today's guests anymore, not, not anymore, but later. Sorry that I'm mumbling, I had a long day because I'm working on something magical that is called Amplify Diversity Equity and inclusion. Can you see all these amazing speakers and these amazing images? This is what diversity can look like within your company. This is what diversity should look like within your company. And I am so excited that at least 70 plus speakers said yes to a epic idea, a crazy idea that I had, and I wanted to just move the needle. So for those who don't know me, um, this summit started with my son, my son, Orlando, who's turning seven in a few weeks, but he's still six. And he was asking me a lot of questions about you know, what Black Lives Matter, but also about social injustice. And as I know, so many friends, so many cool speakers, I wanted to do something together with them. And that's why I came up with Amplify DEI. And look us up. It's starting, it's a three-day virtual summit the Netflix of diversity, the Netflix for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you can look us up on AmplifyDei.com if you want to know more, because we're about to go live very soon with the early birds. Did I say the early birds? Yes, we're about to go live with the early birds. Stay tuned next week. Okay, today's episode is about vulnerability. But before I'm going to start with today's episode, I just wanted to share two different definitions of vulnerability, so vulnerable. So I'm going to read it out loud. This is something that I uh, saw in the Collins uh, dictionary. And the Collins is saying, vulnerability, someone who is vulnerable, is weak, without protection, with the result that they are easily hurt physically and em- or emotionally. Okay, then I'm going to turn over to Brene Brown. Because Brene Brown, if you don't know her yet, please look her up on Amazon or so many other platforms. Or just look her video up, her TED Talk up. Because she's the queen of providing the power of being vulnerable. She has a power definition, so I'm going to share her definition right now. Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It is having the courage to show up and be seen when you have no control over the outcome. Vulnerability is not weakness. It is our greatest measure of courage. And another thing she says about vulnerability is people who wade into discomfort and vulnerability and tell the truth about their stories, are real badasses. That last one is me. So when you see me, Vivian Acqua, the workplace wellness advocate who's here live, know that my heart is pounding. Know that there is a certain discomfort here, sitting here, but I know that speaking up, sharing this valuable information, this is what I want for you to be inspired, for you to thrive in the workplace, for you to strive and do your best. And work somewhere or be in a place where you can be you that's what i'm doing it for so this this discomfort that i sometimes can have i just wave it away because the the mission the goal the higher end goal is much more wor- it's worth it to be discomfort so i i consider myself a real badass and i i think i know that the the future guest speakers or the guest speakers that i'm going to announce soon are also badasses so Today, we are going to talk about what leaders gain about being vulnerable. And before that, I announce them. I'm going to bring them up now, I'm going to say their bio. So Miracolic Griffiths is a coach for the Mind Takeaway who supports leaders, entrepreneurs and outliers to find their strength, gain clarity in decision making and take meaningful action. Peter Griffiths is a coach also from the Mind Takeaway who supports authentic leaders. And so, just so you know, they are both podcast hosts and um, look them up. The Mind Takeaway podcast, they are sharing valuable information. They speak to Amazing guest speakers. I'm not tooting my horn, but I'm one of them. I I'm, I might be released very soon. I don't know the date yet, but I spoke to them recently, and we had an amazing time uh, talking. And please listen to their podcast. So um, I'm going to bring them up. Hi, Mira and Peter. How hey. are you?
1: Hey, Vivian.
2: Good. <laughs> Happy to be here.
1: Great intro. Thank you.
0: Yes. So, do you consider yourself a real badass when it comes to vulnerability?
1: I would say we are because we uh-huh. do show up and we're, I mean, we all haven't always been like this, but I think that, well, I, I would say I know that we show up and we're just comfortable being who we are. Mm. And this is the whole practice, what we've been, as coaches, as consultants. We're just shining a light on how it's okay to show up and show people the real you. Mm. That's what we see vulnerability. you know, vulnerability at. it's just being comfortable in your own skin.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't, and it doesn't mean, (laughs) uh, and it doesn't mean that, as as you said, you know, in the beginning, when when you when you mentioned, you know, you're sitting there and your heart is pounding, Mm -hmm. and and it's doing the thing despite of discomfort you may feel. Yes, definitely.
0: But before we get into you know the the what's in the house and what I shared about vulnerability about the definition what is your connection with humanizing the workplace why is this topic important for you
2: it's you know what it's interesting but uh, for me it has to do with my background with uh, with the place where I came from and it was it was war and uh, people losing their humanity losing their touch with humanity and becoming their own worst enemies mm-hmm. and you know later on working and and my own discomfort being myself uh that led to the whole exploration of who I really am becoming comfortable becoming myself and then sharing it with others because I've seen that um people are trying to be like somebody else yeah. that's going away from their own humanity from their own connection with themselves and with people around them and that was my connection to it and and then you know working with leaders it just made sense because they do really influence lots of people mm-hmm. uh, people that they work with people in their uh, immediate uh, surrounding or even for I mean us leaders you as a leader you are influencing so many people around and what you say and how you behave and how you share who you are Mm -hmm. with others
0: thank you thank you and you're so right with what you're sharing that we have to be mindful that we don't copy paste somebody else because when we are doing that the, the chances of us burning out the chances of people burning out it's much higher when you're not acting upon yourself or you're not being true to yourself so I, I can definitely relate and Peter
1: yeah I mean I can relate to that in my early career as a leader I tried to be other people tried to wear a mask and tried to fit in because mm-hmm. that or what you had to do as an adult, but actually what saved me is being a musician as well. I realised that you have to just show up and be who you are. Mm-hmm. And I that into my early career, and then I was really surprised at the traction I had, because it wasn't really a strategy per se, it was just the more I just explored sharing my own humanity and just showing people that I'm not an oracle, I don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. It's a me too thing, you know, When when I was... Yeah. With the people under my care, the teams that I manage, I would say to them, look, I make mistakes like you, but mm-hmm. let's move forward together. And not some cheesy stuff you hear corporate people saying. I really delivered that because I said, look, you know, this didn't work. Let's unpack it. And I was yeah. quite happy to show people that, look, I can make mistakes as well. But how are we going to fix it as a team? Really? And all that- can you? Yeah. <laughs> well, it just empowers everyone to go, ah, yes. really? So you want my input? And it's not that easy. People are not comfortable. A lot of people think that they have to be led. And what I did, it took a while, a lot of patience and TLC, love and care. But the more you just show up and say, look, guys, I really value you. And this is where the diversity piece comes in, the real you, not the persona you bring into work. And it's just listening to people, listening to that pulse of the team and really getting to know them at a really granular level. And Mm. that's, me so many times when I got into really Mm. precarious spots the people around me always blew my mind they were like yeah we've got your back and it was really humbling experience that and that was just showing up and actually showing that you cared about them and actually because I knew a little bit about their life and about what made them what lit them up they were more likely to have your back and it's a simple matter of it just built trust people felt safe in an environment where they could show up and do their best work, versus some of the things that we see that we don't like, like micromanagement mm-hmm. and yeah. the horrible stuff, and the bullying, and you know, singling people out because they're different, you know.
0: And the, the funny thing is, that I I can totally, I I really agree with what you shared. And the funny thing is, with people who micromanage, they only add. So much more stress upon the plate, not only stress for themselves, but also stress for those who are who they are micromanaging. Managing. And I'm just like, why do you want that much stress? It's already challenging as it is, definitely. Now, when we are working from home, why is it? Um, it reminds me of the frozen song. I'm not going to sing it, but those who are parents, they know the song, Let It Go, please, let it go, let it go. Yeah, so. Uh, Can you share why showing vulnerability means strength instead of weakness? Because when I saw, when I looked up the definition and I was just like so heartbreaking to see that, you know, definitely after knowing what Brene Brown shared regarding vulnerability, I thought you might think that all these dictionaries might be adding the extra definition. Because in a way, vulnerability is something that, that you know that the dictionary is sharing about weakness about feeling uh, a bit low but then again we also have a, a other side right the flip side there's always you know two stories to uh, how do you say it? there I don't know what they're saying and I'm um there's always two stories to two sides to a story right and I feel like vulnerability is that so mm. can you Mira can you share why it is strength for you
2: Oh, sorry. sorry. Can,
0: can you share why
2: showing vulnerability means strength instead of weakness? Yeah, it's it's interesting. And and I was, I, I had long thought about the same thing that you just mentioned there, mm-hmm. that word that mm. so much confusion. And somebody actually asked today, you know, is, is vulnerability actually, does it actually means being fragile? And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it's it's actually totally opposite. Being open to be vulnerable makes you anti fragile. Yeah. yeah. Because once you once you experience, so why is it strength? Is because once you realize, once you experience that that feeling of discomfort doesn't mean that you are going to be hurt. Doesn't mean that even if you are in discomfort uh, doesn't mean that that you won't be able to recover mm-hmm. it helps you discover your own resilience mm-hmm. being open to being vulnerable helps you discover how strong you actually are mm-hmm. and your strongest attributes your connection with your um what is the word for it? I wanted. I wanted to use another word. Your inner voice, your uh, wisdom guidance, mm-hmm. it? It mm-hmm. helps you connect with your uh, creativity. So your problem-solving things are much stronger. You are more present. You are not so much worrying about future and thinking about past of what happened and how is that going to influence things. You are, and the most important thing I think what, what we always say is it connects you with people around you. Mm-hmm. you Definitely makes also. you more human.
0: Yeah. 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 But yet. And, but yet uh, I want to go over to Peter. um But yet, why is it that sometimes when people when you talk about vulnerability or when I when people talk about vulnerability, they see themselves as the gazelle who is being eaten or who's being targeted by the lion? Hmm.
1: I think it's all well I don't think I know it's all thought-based because we all get scared right
2: Mm -hmm.
1: feel like that gazelle sometimes Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yourself in the role of a leader you ain't got a choice I'm sorry but you know you have to be a badass and just show up and again it's the more that you show up and share and get comfortable and you know just communicate that to the people that, that are in your care the more you create this amazing space as Mira said where you've got that deep human connection with individual people and then what happens from that? You create psychological safety. Mm-hmm. People just feel empowered to do their best work, and it's not BS. You know, it, it really does happen because the more you just share and show up and say, "Look, I'm not feeling great today, but I'm here. I'm with you. I've got your back." Let, let's 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 just do it. You know, they're like, "Really? You're not? You know, you're not infallible. You're not perfect." No, of course I'm not. And, and then it allows people to actually feel okay in themselves and realize that that's the connection bit you know we're not separated that even the ceo and especially the ceo they're in a tough position because they're right at the top you know people don't feel like they can really give them you know real tangible feedback mm-hmm. so it's important for those really senior people to yeah. show up and say look we're going through a, you know, especially in COVID, we're going through a precarious spot right now. But guess what? I haven't got the answers, but I'm here with you. We're going to get through this together. And I'm going to keep showing up and communicating with you. And we're going to get comfortable with this. And then we're going to do it together. And that that's basically... That's,
0: that shows more power. That that mm-hmm. message in itself shows more power. And I, I've seen some leaders or some organizations doing that but i've also see a lot of organizations shutting down or managers shutting down and shutting their people down which causes so much unnecessary friction which Mm -hmm. causes so many uh so much uh lose of productivity and also frustration it's it's Mm -hmm. enough um, I see Shaila, Shaila Holman. I hope that I'm pronouncing your name right. Sh- uh, she's sharing something very interesting. So she's sharing, what if who you are makes others uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. I hinder others' ability to hear my voice when they are uncomfortable with my heritage or my background. I've had to slowly share myself or they can shut down that makes it really hard to be vulnerable and what I what I myself will be wondering is have they told you that or is this a story that you are filling in for yourself because sometimes we do we fill in our own Disney story or our own reason why people are shutting down and um is this something that they share with you China. what do you think about what China shared
1: yeah, it's interesting. I can relate to that because there's there's been times in my life where I didn't feel like I could show up and share the real mm-hmm. about me. And I learned that the hard way as a musician, I got comfortable doing that. And even, yeah. even being a coach, it wasn't until recently, about a year ago, early days of doing the podcast, that I realized that I was holding back as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I think it's a lifelong thing. Yeah. So it's completely okay to have those thoughts and feelings that it, it might feel uncomfortable to reveal the real you, but guess what? I feel that like quite, you know, most days yeah. and it's totally okay. But the difference is the people that get real traction are the ones that just show up and just get on with it anyway. But yeah, it isn't always easy. And those uncomfortable comfortable feelings do bubble up from time to time, mm-hmm. but you just get on with it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And it's also, in, I mean, the way I see the story or what Shala is sharing is um, I'm hoping that, you're not dimming your light because of them. I mm-hmm. I would rather have you share, maybe you need to share indeed in small doses or in a dose that feels comfortable for you, but also for them as well, but never dim your light because of somebody else. Uh, I've done that in the past for many, 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 many years. And um, that's why I came up with Let's Humanize the Workplace because I was fed up With dimming my light, but I would never want you to dim your light because of it makes somebody else feel uncomfortable. As long as what you're doing is you know positive and it's not hurting somebody, you I want you to share your voice. Mira, have you
2: and also what do you uh, have to say? Maybe maybe looking at it from a different angle now Mm. is uh Sometimes people are not comfortable with being themselves. And then when yeah. you are sharing your story, when you are comfortable being the self, them when you're comfortable being yourself, that causes their discomfort, but it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Yeah, you are, it has everything to do with them. And mm-hmm. more you do it, more will people get comfortable, more, more will they start asking questions to themselves well why can she do that and I can't so you are slowly giving them permission to open themselves up and Mm -hmm. this absolutely has nothing to do with you know their discomfort if that's what it is it has nothing to do with her it has to do with their own discomfort of being themselves and showing Mm -hmm. themselves up and being vulnerable
0: Okay, I have another question. Um, Somebody's saying, I've still got no meaning for the word vulnerable, and it's still not tangible enough for me. Could you please use a synonym for me? So I can use a synonym for the way the dictionary describes it. So vulnerable, it's just like you uh, standing outside uh, in the middle of the road and waiting maybe for a, a car or something else to hit you. That's how I see it in the dictionary. But the way that Brene Brown described it is that you are standing on top of a mountain. And even though that this might be your first time, this might be the highest mountain that you're climbing, but you're still going to do that. And you're still chasing that. And you feel in a way you're dancing, you're you're doing a tango with your your, the the line between the comfort zone and the outer zone, right? The the beyond the comfort zone. That's what you're doing. The tango dance out of your comfort zone. That's how I
2: see vulnerability. Hmm. You know what just crossed my mind as you were talking about you know standing there for me. Mm-hmm. That moment, I had mm-hmm. the um, visual picture of um, uh, how you call it. The... Me on
0: a mountain will never happen. <laughs> no, I was thinking of,
2: uh, of a light uh, on a lighthouse. Lighthouse. Yeah. So yeah. You are basically, that lighthouse beacon. Yeah. You're a beacon. Yeah. You are shining the light. Yeah. What is
1: you? A torchbearer, maybe. Yeah,
2: yeah and and you know, there's winds, there is waves, there is all of that that you are prone to because you are there, but none of that can actually hurt you.
0: No, it can't. Yes, I, I like that. I like the description, though. And going back to the question, so we talked about vulnerability, the definition of vulnerability, and I shared my, you know, the definition that Brene Brown and the dictionary shared. But now we are going to get to the juicy part. So, what do what vulnerable, what can vulnerable leaders, uh, what are vulnerable leaders doing?
1: Yeah, we, we were discussing this today because we love this topic. Mm-hmm. Show up, they're not scared to get involved in difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. And if you look at any team that's healthy, feel safe, and they're delivering results time after time, they still have differences of opinions. So those leaders that show up and be vulnerable, it just means that they know that they're not going to have all the answers and they don't know what's going to happen day to day, but they're willing to show up and they appear and they listen. And that's one of the most important lessons that I learned as a leader as well, is not just to show up and be present, but to really listen to that pulse of the people and really act on that, you know, say to them, I'm hearing you, you know, and be Mm -hmm. honest with them as well and push back in a loving way when you couldn't really deliver on what they were asking for, but just be in there and get involved in those really uncomfortable situations will be transformational the more I did that the more comfortable people were willing to resolve stuff and to connect with me and to you know resolve things in a connected way rather than asking you you're the leader it's it's your problem yeah true
0: Mm -hmm. people will go above the 100% when you are a leader like that who is more of a... I, I see those kind of leaders more as a coach because you're coaching your team towards greatness you're leading your team towards greatness and it's instead of it being me and my team it's a we we did it we are doing the stuff we are getting the results and we are advancing the people within the team so I can I totally like that Amira uh yeah and it's it's
2: really What's really interesting to me is that uh, vulnerable leaders, leaders who are open to be, who are comfortable with their vulnerabilities, are people who are not micromanaging, Mm. are people who are really comfortable with failure, with mistakes, with... uh, you know, losing things or Mm -hmm. or losing contracts because somebody made a mistake or or all of it. Uh, it's, it's, It's that thing that allows another person to, because when I was thinking about this, it was really clear to me that a person who is open to be wounded, who is open to be hurt, who is open to be vulnerable is, allowing other people to to fail. Yeah. And because they are not threatened with the failure of others. As as a leader, you are basically holding a space for other people. So it is really obvious that that the person who is comfortable with being themselves and who is comfortable being uh, on the first line is absolutely going to be somebody who is not micromanaging, who is supporting, who is understanding and who is coaching, as you said. Yeah. Thank you. I also uh, noticed a comment
0: from, uh, I I don't know how to pronounce your name, but I'm just going to show your comments anyway. So uh, the person is saying, so it means to be brave enough to take a risk and to go out of your comfort zone to change uh, with the hope of reaching better yes, yes that's how it is that's how it is I
1: couldn't agree more because all change requires discomfort like mm-hmm. and yeah. I was actually talking to another an author today someone who we were going to interview for the podcast and we were joking that me too It just because we're coaches it doesn't mean that we get uncomfortable as well but for do me you? I, do you do <laughs> you you know, what? I see it as you a know you're
0: not supposed to show. Oh, no. <laughs> you know that people are watching, right?
1: <laughs> no, but the more I just... If yeah. I get comfortable, I I always ask myself that, you know, internally I'm like, okay, something interesting is happening. Is yeah. it really something scary or is it we're on the cusp of something that's going to be transformational? Mm-hmm. And that's it. When I get jittery, I check in with other people, whether it's Mira, friends because I know when I get fidgety, something good's going to happen. And mm-hmm. that's just getting more in tune with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I love what that person said that, yeah, it is getting more out of your comfort zone, but it's easier than you think. It's yeah. it's mostly the thought about doing it mm-hmm. versus actually taking the action that's more difficult than actually doing it. Right? And, it's,
2: and it's so liberating once you do. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. It's just like, it's... It's that jump that you're anticipating and you think you're going to fall and then you, you actually never do. You, mm. you end up being on your feet and you go, wow. Well, now I, I
0: can, can understand you? better. They are more resistant because of their experiences than they gain. Well, they might be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, would, I would just like to share that we all have that, you know. Mm-hmm. We are all um, We are all okay being vulnerable and experiencing those feelings and and people think that you need to be something special or it's you know just some people just Brené Brown can do it or just Vivian or Peter and I or it's same for everyone it Mm -hmm. was and it's much easier than we think it's really getting yourself curious and trying doing little by little and seeing how it actually empowers you because you're not scared of your own shadow anymore mm-hmm. yeah and it empowers people around you because you can see them they can see you you're not scared of every little thing that may happen and you thinking that you won't be able to deal with that it's yeah. really powerful to discover it is powerful that you can yeah. you know it is powerful, especially when
0: you are unmasking um, yourself. A lot of people are masking themselves. And also you. I heard you talking about failures, about mistakes. And let's see mistakes and failures, whatever, how, how much money you're losing or whatever you're doing. These are lessons learned, pearls of wisdom. There is a lesson in everything that you're doing, right or wrong. There is a valuable lesson in whatever you're doing. And um, if Thomas, um, how do you say, the guy who invented the the, the light bulb, I don't know, his name is Thomas, Thomas Edison. I was about to almost say Thomas Jefferson, but that's the president. No, Thomas Edison. If he would say no to after creating maybe his 10th light bulb, because it took him about 99, 999 times to create the light bulb version that they had a hundred years ago. I know now we have a much more advanced light bulb, but know that it took him a while to create that light bulb that we are now using in an advanced way. What if he quit it? What if Steve Jobs quit it when, um, when the iPod didn't work? What if I quit after my first life after the first live, that I was just like, okay, I don't know if people are going to like this, but I have to do it. And I, um, the first, I, I do have a secret to admit. So I went live somewhere in September or October, and I was just like, yeah. I don't know, <laughs> I can talk alone, and I'm, I'm, I can talk in myself, and my my partner is getting crazy because now he has two people in the house, my son and myself. We're talking a lot, but talking alone online, it's not my format per se. But what I do know is amplifying others, amplifying conversations, having those conversations behind the screen. And then I thought, wow, what if I would change my format and talk with others and uh, support others and connect people with, with my world and they are connecting them with their world what about the magic that will happen there? And that's what you see. So I'm just like, okay, I think this is episode 73 now. So I did hang on. I did show my vulnerability. And each time, my heart is still ticking away. And each time, it is a vulnerable action for me. But the more I do it, the more comfortable I feel. So that's how I see it right now.
2: Yeah, that, that's yeah, it. Yeah, me
1: too. I mean, every yeah. time an in interview, I agree to all of them because... Mm-hmm. Doing this but sometimes bizarre is it like two minutes before I'm like oh. <laughs> okay and then it passes and then yeah. I'm like oh I want to do more yeah like, yeah
0: yeah it's it's <laughs> energizing it's really energizing so Jabez Jabez is also he's one of the speakers also from Amplified DEI and he's sharing vulnerable synonym could be unguarded and I really like that one yeah
2: yeah it, yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's a good one yeah it's, yeah uh, uh much, much, suit- much more suitable to, to, to what we're talking about. Yeah.
0: And we need to talk to those who are crafting the dictionary. We need to update it because I'm missing Brene Brown's definition. So maybe if you're doing an update this year, next year, we have all the time that we're in lockdown, but please add a better definition to vulnerability because the way it is shared In the dictionary, in the dictionaries, right now, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking.
2: And I think we just we just took that word Mm -hmm. that that is related to physical harm, yeah, and, and then translated it to the feeling of discomfort and fear that we feel when we do something new, that when we do something that we haven't done before. And, and all of that, uh, you know, is suddenly vulnerability, but it is very needed. Definitely, definitely.
0: So going back to the questions, um, what can leaders do to amplify their people and also activate their own vulnerability and maybe also activate vulnerability in other people? I know it's a double-double question, but you can handle it right
2: behind <laughs> us <laughs>
0: yeah
1: <laughs> actually again, no i'm joking no you, you just have to know, i think we we'll are repeating a little bit but listening listening mm-hmm. and constantly showing up and creating a safe space for people to feel that they can to review yeah. yeah and obviously if they come forward and they feel to do that then that is diversity you're creating a space that the doors open for everyone regardless of background color race whatever you throw in the mix and I've seen it time and time again that whenever I worked for good organizations and the culture was really good they weren't really talking about it guess what they were just doing it you know they Mm -hmm. just showed up every day they supported each other and when things got tricky guess what they just listened to each other Mm -hmm. talked about it, and resolved it and yet it was messy, you know, it was never harmonious every day, but I don't think there is, guess what, that's what life's like. It's a messy thing, it's a roller coaster, sometimes things are a bit wonky. And that's the problem, I think, as adults in the culture of a workplace, we're led to believe, especially when you join a company for the first time, that right. everything's really pristine and should be this way or that. But honestly, the, the best teams I've ever seen working are, absolutely smashing the results
2: Messy. but
1: yeah they're completely absolute storm you know if you go back backstage you'll be like but that
2: is, that's
0: success right <laughs> success isn't a, a, a right line it's always going zigzag and all these other ways and that's how we should uh, act right yeah
1: uh, but i see good leadership has been the conductor i mean okay position. Mm-hmm. so I, th- this is a good analogy for me mm-hmm. When I was doing a good job and I was getting the feedback, whether it was getting the results or people were saying, I like being in this team, that's what lit me up. I didn't care about the bonuses and stuff like that. No. It was it was nice to pay the rent. But yes. what really lit me up is like, wow, I'm somehow conducting this mess and we're steering it together and we've come out, you know, it's a symphony. But behind the scenes, it didn't look like that. That's for sure. (laughs) Are
0: Um, you sharing now how I feel about Amplify DEI? Because (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I am loving the speakers. I'm loving what I'm doing. And it can be challenging, though, behind the scenes. But seeing what the outcome will be, that is what's magic. That's the magic. So thank you you for sharing that.
2: Amira? It's... uh i think for me as as whoever wrote wrote the comment uh, uh which early, one the de- demasking masking is it the de- masking or the de- for not this one? one uh no 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 unguarded unguarded, unguarded yes yeah yeah. So yeah that's the best yeah yeah uh and i and i see that as as having a huge and powerful influence to other people because uh when you show yourself up when you take away the guard and Mm -hmm. yourself authentic self towards other to other people you're giving them permission to do the same yeah and that is amplifying and then they are doing giving the permission to people around them to the same so their families their kids so you're having new generations of people that are more comfortable with being themselves and I remember myself you know being coming from the being a refugee and then trying to be somebody else to fit in to feel Mm -hmm. more comfortable uh led to me not being myself and Mm -hmm. searching for something and and the person the person that first showed me that it's possible to be yourself and it's absolutely okay and then not everything has to be perfect in order for you to be absolutely okay, had opened the doors for me. So that's something that I really appreciate. And what I see in, you know, opening yourself up to be vulnerable, showing yourself to the world so that you give permission for others to do the same. And then we have absolute diversity of thought, diversity of ideas, and everybody feels different, and still included included
0: yeah yeah it reminds me while you were talking i was thinking about um you can see that i really am into cartoons but i have a son so i have a valid reason to watch cartoons from time to time but i was uh thinking about the, the short movie pearl so i think 2 years ago uh pixar came out with a short movie pearl where there was this wooden uh, there was this uh pink wool was working at a a corporate environment and instead of being herself she decided to become one of them but when somebody else came in the company that looked like her she decided it's time for me to be myself so that that person can be themselves and this is what happens when you activate people being themselves and bring their whole self because you want that person, you want that person to bring the magic that they have on their resume. You want that person uh to to enlighten that magic, and then once they come in, we dim their lights. No, don't do that. Show them the vulnerability so that they can be vulnerable themselves and they can use that vulnerability as a power, not mm-hmm. a weakness, but as a power. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So We're about the end, unless other people have any questions or things to share, then we can continue. But what is your wish for 2025 when it comes to humanizing the workplace and leadership showing vulnerability?
1: It's what we talked about to see it become commonplace that people Mm -hmm. are allowed to just show up and be who they really are. Comfortable in their own skin, be okay to have conflict, as mira said turn up and fail bring the context of your role and just mm-hmm. look at how you can work going forward and learn together you know mm-hmm. and we do see that i mean i guess we we would say that cuz the work we're doing but yeah. there's a hell of a lot of work to do yeah. as we all know yeah. so yeah that would be yeah and mind.
2: and it's and it's also what you said earlier when we spoke it was it was seeing companies seeing people first and the profit is as as, as, mm-hmm. as a product of it. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, people are not product, a- and this is how we behave. You know, we we behave as you know. Oh, well, you know, if you don't want to do this, I'll find somebody else. Or mm-hmm. you know, if you are not complying with whatever I ask from you, or not you know, not following absolutely every rule, mm-hmm. uh, then then we'll find somebody else. People. have. Mm-hmm become dispensable yeah. and uh, uh, and and this is what you know that creates lots of fear in companies and people then go against their own values and and in order to feel safe and and pay rent and all of that and that creates lots of stress lots of uh, uh, psychological and mental problems and all of that and 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 it's really easy to change and companies are talking about it um, some of them are doing stuff but i think i guess first comes talk and then slowly we start doing and i'm i'm hoping in next five years because because of the technology and internet and and us talking more about it people like you and us and and this conference i think is going to to bring much more awareness of you know i think people thought that those are great ideas, but nobody really knew how to until
0: do now, that. until now, during this lockdown, now is the, the yeah. best time that you see companies who are um amplifying their people through vulnerability or using uh EI, no what is it? Uh, emotional intelligence mm. to to lead their teams, to lead the companies. That's when you see good things that's when you see they are not being slammed in social media because they are doing they're taking better care of their people so we also have to be mindful that um when we don't use that i mean there's a there's a whole new generation coming up and they will remember much more how companies are treating people now they can look it up and they can say what did you do in 2020 when covid came Did you treat your people like crap or did you did you find ways to still amplify diversity, still do the things that that's needed to be done or still support your people to be flexible, to work flexible, whatever it is? I mean, uh, there are so many possibilities that the companies can do and can focus on. But as long as you're open and transparent about it people will understand that you're doing the utmost best for them to keep your company alive. So I, I totally understand that.
2: Mm -hmm. And, and I think one, one, I think we mentioned it, but maybe just to to stress on, on it. It's, it's really important that leaders Mm -hmm. become really comfortable with Mm that because they cannot, you cannot lead others. You cannot, Uh, you cannot create the safety if you don't feel safe yourself yeah you are what was i trying to to say before you are the one that is creating the space Mm -hmm. and if you don't feel safe if you don't feel comfortable being vulnerable you will never be able to create that space for others and then team is all over the place and then you know Everything. It
0: goes in a way of saying that treat others how you would like to be treated, right? And that's how mm-hmm. uh, how I see what you just shared, that you create that safe space for others. And also, I see Jabez is uh, reacting, reminds me of saying being yourself and aim to be our best self. We are aligned. We are mm-hmm. all aligned. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Do you have something to add, something to share or something to ask, whatever? Just,
1: I'm just curious. What do you think, Vivian? Mm-hmm. If someone's to ask you with your experience, what is the most important thing if a leader says to you, look, I want to change. I want to make the best culture possible in, in this mm-hmm. company. What, what occurs to you to be at the starting point? What would you say to them?
0: Know yourself. You have to know your values. You have to know your own personal mission so that other people can get to know these values. So um, it also reminds me of something that Carla, Carla Harris said, and it goes back to it in a bit of personal branding. That is, you want people to be promoting you or to talking in a a positive way about you because most the most important decisions happen when you are not around and if they don't remember you or they don't remember specific qualities of you or why they should promote you or should connect you with a certain network you have to work on that. And that the same goes with leading a team. So know yourself and then invest in your team so that they can get to know you and you can get to know them personally as well, because that's where I feel like, I know not I feel, I know that companies are not utilizing the team to the utmost potential because they are not working on team building. They are not working on building themselves because they don't know themselves and putting a label on yourself saying that you are a manager. I mean, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. No, I am. I'm really happy for you, but I also want you to do the work and invest in yourself and your team by doing that.
1: Yeah. Great answer. I mean, thank you.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it, you it, it's Yeah. It, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> point, that what do I good. get? <laughs> Gold stump.
0: Yeah. <Gold> <laughs> Oh, what were God. you saying? Sorry, I was being yeah. a bit
1: silly. Yeah. yeah, you were good. You nailed it because that's exactly it. You cannot even give yourself the label as a leader yeah. unless you've got that grounding bit. Mm-hmm. And grounding. But when we work with leaders, especially young ones who are, you know, they're not really sure yet, but they're willing yeah. to take that leap, you know, yeah. that leap away. We say to them, look, you've got to explore and be comfortable with you first. Yeah. And as Mira said, as you've said, yeah. only that then can open the door to create that safe space for mm-hmm. the impacted by the work that you do. Cause I yeah. see any leadership or management role. You're, you're a service person. You're there to be of service. It's a duty of care thing. How can you care for other people? If you're not caring for yourself,
2: you know? Mm. Yeah.
0: Definitely. I also see somebody here. I also share your opinion, a very beautiful talk, a nice topic to be addressed. And I learned so much, something new. Thanks for it. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for sharing. And I, uh, I do have to say something that I do have to be honest. And I'm. This is. I know it's a vulnerability part. So um, I was just discussing with with Mira and Peter about uh, you know um, doing the work for this life. And I was just like, okay, what am I going to talk about? Because vulnerability is something that people might be seeing as it's not powerful. But then I read a few books of Brene Brown and even got to thinking about um, Brene Brown talking about the man, you know, the man standing in the arena where she, I think she got that from Thomas Jefferson, the other Thomas. And um, if you don't know Brene Brown, please look her up on internet on Google. She has a famous TED talk and it takes about 10 minutes. If you have Netflix, even I'm not getting paid by Brene Brown. Brene Brown, if you're watching, just say hi. Maybe somebody who knows Brene Brown. I'm a fan. But um she has a Netflix talk. Watch her because the way she describes vulnerability, it makes you feel like a super person. It makes you feel like this is what we need to humanize the workplace this is what we need this is what we're missing in the workplace and it's maybe because of the the definitions that are in the dictionary and that people can take away as vulnerability it being weak it being negative it being not supporting in your whole growth but it can be when you look at it from the Brene brown side Mm.
2: When we look through the experience, this is what it is. Definitely. Definitely.
0: I am going to say thank you, Peter. Thank you, Mira. And also thank you for those who are watching and for those who are watching the replay. I'm also thanking you. Um, please connect with Peter or Mira or them both and know that they have an awesome podcast. So uh, listen to their podcast as well if you're an avid podcast listener. And if not, it's time to listen to podcasts because you're missing out on so much more. So I also still want to highlight Amplify DEI because it's the time, it's the time to share this yummy conference, which is starting. So it's a three day virtual conference. And like I shared before, it's the Netflix for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it's not only about Black Lives Matter. No, we are going to uh, cover so much D&I topics that it has never been seen before, never been done before, and never been so colorful like this before. Because sometimes when I see D&I summits or events, I'm missing a whole lot of diversity, and I told to my, I spoke to myself, I was saying that I want to be, I wanted to be diverse in the different ways that it's most possible. So definitely look into this summit. Go to amplifydei.com, and I want to say again, thank you to Mira, thank you to Peter, and also thank you to the listeners or those who are watching. I my name is Vivian Aqua. workplace wellness advocate and also now the host of amplify dei and tune in next week tuesday for a new episode and we are going to talk about agile hr till next time bye. bye